Protestants worship God through their spirit-filled worship services, fellowship, and Bible studies. Catholics worship God through their beautiful cathedrals, liturgies, and sacred traditions. As Protestants and Catholics, we worship the same God, we just do it a little differently. But that's no reason to behave like prideful little children in the Father's house who fight over who God loves more just because he gave us different colored rooms. For there is no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, and there is no distinction between Protestants and Catholics. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are all God's children, but the enemy has us distracted and divided against ourselves. Meanwhile, he's destroying our families and robbing our children of their future. But it doesn't have to end this way. If we want to beat the enemy, Protestants and Catholics must join forces. But how? Stop talking about how we are different and start talking about how we are the same. We are all the same in our struggles. We are all broken and we all need a savior named Jesus. There are 120 million Protestants and Catholics in America. Imagine if we stopped fighting each other and started fighting the enemy and his evildoers. Imagine if we all pointed in the same direction, back towards God. Imagine if we started voting for laws that align with God's laws. What would happen? We believe that God's hand of protection and favor would heal our land and bring us back to one nation under God. We like this idea so much, we created Broken Catholic, the number one podcast in the world for Protestants and Catholics. Now close your eyes and take a listen as everyday Christians share shocking before and after stories of how they resisted or cooperated with God's plan for their lives and what happened next. Grab your pen and paper because in the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to increase your faithfulness, your fruitfulness, and your fulfillment in God's kingdom. Let's go. Today, my featured guest is Norm Welsh, and he was a police officer for over 25 years. 16 of those years, he spent as an undercover narcotic agent, achieving the rank of commander of a narcotic task force. This guy's a badass, broken Catholic. He experienced many traumatic incidents during his career. In 1998, Norm was diagnosed with an incurable neuromuscular disease that caused the loss of feeling, mobility, and strength in his hands and his feet. Talk about crippling you and your performance and your occupation, especially as a man. The powerlessness. After over 30 surgeries, he became addicted to opioids. During this time, he was diagnosed with depression and PTSD. A few years later, his daughter was diagnosed with a serious illness with a very poor prognosis. This sent Norm into a downward spiral that he never recovered from. He attempted suicide. But praise God, he couldn't do it. Because of the police culture, he could not ask for help in fear of being labeled as weak. Any signs of weakness by coworkers is a career killer, Norm says. Because of this and due to his poor coping skills, he made a series of poor decisions that landed him, get this, in federal prison with a 14-year sentence. He's law enforcement and then his whole life flops backwards, upside down, inside out, and he's on the other side of it and becomes a criminal. What the bleep? At this time, he was agnostic in his faith life, 
but God placed people in his life and brought him to the Lord, Jesus Christ. His pastor and the church prayed for his daughter's healing. A month later, BC Nation, God miraculously healed her. This is what we're going to talk about today. So many of you, BC Nation, do not believe in the miraculous healing power of God. You don't. Otherwise, you would have been healed a while ago. I didn't. That's why it took so long to be healed. Now, Norm then felt God's calling to minister to those who are oppressed by their trauma, especially to first responders. While in prison, he obtained, get this, a master's degree in theology and counseling. Wait, there's more. A doctorate in Christian counseling and an alcohol and drug counseling certificate. Okay, are you kidding me? Now, that is good use of our tax dollars. Man, I want to see inmates do that, better themselves in prison, not worsen themselves and become better criminals. So Norm learned the biblical principles for healing that God lays out in the Bible. Using these principles, Norm was healed of the negative emotions of PTSD. And while in prison, Norm counseled inmates with PTSD and addictions, preached God's word in the cells, taught Bible studies. He was released early because of COVID-19, which he actually still has right now. He just told me before we got on. Norm now serves the first responder culture as an addiction counselor and expert in PTSD. He even wrote a book outlining the biblical principles and obstacles to healing that he used in his own life that he's now helping other men and women to use. And it's called Christ-Centered Healing of Trauma, Healing a Broken Heart. Norm, welcome to Broken Catholic. I'm honored that you're here, man. And I'm honored. I don't know you yet, man, but... I know the God you serve, and I know that we share the same Heavenly Father. And like I said to you before we got on the show, a lion recognizes another lion. And you've been through the battle. I've been through the battle. You know, welcome to the show, man. Go ahead and just spend 30 seconds filling some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Well, you did it perfect. I want to thank you, and I'm honored to be here. Um, It's been a rough ride. God just intervened in my in my life so powerfully and healed my daughter and healed me. And that's what I'm here to say is that anybody that's suffering from any kind of trauma or even the disease, have the faith and God will heal. All right, let's get into it. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life or ministry life actually know. Wow, I've pretty much laid everything out there in the open since since I've gotten out. I would just say that I, I've got a heart to heal. You know, I, I used to be a rough and uh, judgmental person in my prior career. And that's why I never believed in God at that point. You know, I, you see all the bad things that Satan has to offer in this world. And you wonder, how can there be a kind, loving, merciful God? But there is. And he will show up when the time is right. And uh, when I was arrested, he showed up. And he, he saved me. Some people will say, oh, yeah, that's just a jailhouse conversion. But no, nah, nah, he really moved in my life. You know, and when, when I was baptized and started going to church and learned how to pray, that's when God moved in my daughter's life, too. He, he healed her. The doctors can't explain it. You know, I have the, the scans of 
one uh, of liver tumors and another clean one after she was healed. It's, it's incredible. And that's when I realized that God is there and, mm. and he is a loving God. And, and it took that to make me believe. Noam, you get to work with a lot of men or a lot of women or both? Just men. Just men. Okay. Thank you for being clear about that. All right. So why is it that we struggle, you know, believers, Christians struggle to believe in God's healing power? Like we read it in the Bible. We read all the stories of healing. We're like, wow, that's awesome. You know, one day. I, I hope God's going to do that for me. But year goes on after year after year after year, and we're not healed, which means there's something there. There's a lack of faith somewhere because those people in the Bible were healed in a day, an hour, or a minute. We're going on years, 30 years, 40 years. What is missing? Where's the breakdown? Where are we resisting? What have you seen? Well, I don't believe it's a lack of faith at all. What is it? Uh, I believe that we are on uh, human timing, right? We want everything to be done now. It's just like these uh, men are that are addicted. When the same with me, what, what happened with me was I was going through these PTSD symptoms and I didn't want to feel these negative emotions. So I found that these pills would cover up the emotions. It was a quick fix, you know, going to the gym. Hey, I don't want to go to the gym daily. I don't want to have a great diet. I want to have steroids to pump me up real quick. So we, as human beings, since the fall, want everything right now, right? Yeah. But God has his reasons. You know, I, I just, I'm starting another book about um, why God allows suffering. And I believe that the Bible teaches us that he's doing a work in us. And we have to trust. We have to have that faith. I don't think we have to have super faith, as some um, uh, sects teach, that, okay, if you want a Ferrari, just pray for it and it will happen. If you didn't get the Ferrari, you don't have enough faith. No, I, I don't think that's true. I believe that you have the faith, you do the right thing, and I believe God will bless you, but it's be in his time. And there's a purpose. There's a purpose to our pain. You know, that's the great thing about Christianity is there's a reason, right? And I believe that the things that I went through were the result of my stupid decisions, my mistakes. However, God turned it around and, and he put it in my heart to go to school. I could have sat there, um, slept every day on my bunk and walked the track, worked out. But no, I wanted to make something better because I knew that God had this calling. And I think that we don't listen to God enough. I think that we want, we want, we want, we want it now. And I believe that if we just prayed and listened, we would get some kind of signal saying, hey, listen, this has to be done first. And um, once that happens, healing. I pray every day for my healing. My physical healing has not not been um, um, effective yet, or it hasn't really uh, established yet. But my emotional healing has been. I haven't had a PTSD symptom now for over eight years, and mm. I know there's a reason. If I'm not healed physically in this life, I know I will be in the next. Mm. Let's go back to prison time, okay? We won't get into the weeds there, but I want to ask you something. I'm just curious about. When you see a man, I suspect, you know, you're in prison with all the inmates and then you see a man who's like schooling himself. He's not out doing all the workouts and sleeping in bed and sleeping in and all that stuff. And he's like schooling himself. I would suspect 
that he would be mocked, he would be made fun of because he's occurring as different or even better than or even self-righteous. Who do you think you are to do that? What are you, better than us? Did you ha- experience any of that? Tell us a little bit about that. You know, not, not very much at all. I, I, you have to hook up with somebody when you get to prison. It's just a, a life um, protection thing. But luckily, um, I had some people from my church that had been to prison, and they kind of showed me what to do. And what I did is I, I disavowed all, all the gangs when when I got there, and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm a Christian, and um, I'm not here for one side or the other. I'm I'm neutral, and what I'm going to do is I'm just stay in the church." And that's where um, I did the chapel. I got a job in the chapel. I worked in the chapel. So they had a respect for that, right? But the thing is, you have to continue that. Um, you have to continue that through your time, and you have to prove it by not getting involved in things and and respecting each and different gang. So it's a, it's a very stressful thing. Most of the things I got was because I was a police officer, and you know they would come up to me. I hate cops, and you know, and I would just try to show them the, the Christian side. You know that hey, I'm neutral. You have that right to to hate, you know, people. But let's hang out a little bit. Let's talk. And pretty soon, you know, I, I was, I don't want to say well-respected, but I, I was liked. And a lot of people came up to me for advice. And, and once we began to talk, they opened up about their childhoods and stuff like that. So that's amazing because you, we watch on the TV and we watch in the movies, you know, a cop gets sent to prison, right? It's misunderstood. He didn't commit the crime and stuff. And then like everyone knows that's the cop that put me away. And right. And they get their little knives and stuff and they're going to try to kill him and take him out and stuff. And you didn't have that experience at all. No, I believe that um, God was with me the whole way. I mean, there was some times where, you know, it was face to face kind of thing. I mean, I came in the first day and I sat um, in the black area you know, and I, I didn't know. And then, so they kind of got my face then, but then when they understood that was my first day there and I didn't know. And I think it's all in how you interact with, with everybody, right? If you show Christian values and if you show that, Hey, I, I have no beef with you. I, I, I respect you. You know, as long as you respect me, we'll, we'll get along well. And I think really, like I said, God protected me. And there was things I wasn't allowed to do. You know, I wasn't allowed to work out with weights there because they controlled that area. Um, you know, the gangs, not, um, mm-hmm. and each gang had its own um, time to go work out. So that didn't leave any time for us guys that weren't affiliated. Mm. And so I just um, used that extra time just to, to study the Bible, you know, and I had people put in my life that really showed me how to look at the Bible from a different perspective instead of just reading the Bible like a book. To, to, to feel it in your heart and, and to, to pray over it. And it, it just opened a whole new experience where I didn't have time for the shenanigans of, of what they were doing. All right, BC Nation, we're talking with Norm Welsh. And uh, this is a man that, you know, experienced depression, PTSD. Uh, maybe you're in that place in your life or there's someone close to you who's in that place and you don't know how to speak with them or... You know, you don't even, maybe if you're in that place, you don't want anybody speaking to you. Meanwhile, deep down, you're screaming out for help, right? Uh, I think Matthew Kelly, you know, has a great quote. He says, uh, we're all walking around living lives of quiet desperation, quiet desperation, right? Like we're screaming for help, but silently, 
right? And then nobody's helping. Nobody's helping, right? So I really, what stood out to me in your bio was when you said um, because of the police culture and law enforcement before you ended up in prison, uh, you couldn't ask for help out of fear of being labeled as weak. A sign of weakness um, is a career killer. Now, I think this really plays into civilian life as well, right? I get to coach a lot of successful business guys doing seven, eight, nine figures. And man, they got rocks in their heads, right? Head trash from childhood and all this stuff. They got addictions and, you know, porn and their marriage is going down the tubes. And they, they see the impending doom coming their way the approaching storm, they're about to lose their marriage and end up in divorce. They're on the track. They're about to lose their kids and they're going to pay child support and pay 50% or more of everything they, they've ever worked so hard for. And brother, they won't ask for help. Speak to that. that I mean, that, that, that's the thing about men, right? We got it all figured out. You know, my, um, Two or three years before I even took my first pill, my wife was begging me. She said, hey, I see this in you. you you've become, you've, you've changed. Your personality has changed. And this is what trauma does to us, right? It profoundly changes our worldview. Where we don't really, our character traits don't change, but we see the world from a different point of view, right? And the depression and the resentment and the anger all come through. But, but we don't see it ourselves, right? So that's mm-hmm. why family, friends, we really need to say something. Uh, my wife, uh, I wish I would have listened to her. I never would have spent the time. But then I never would have learned, you know, God's healing powers. And I, I probably would still not be a Christian. But mm. if I would have had one coworker say something, say, hey, you know, I, I see this in you. Are you all right? I, I think I would have said something, right? Because mm. you feel that connection that, okay, he sees something. May, maybe he knows what I'm going through. And like you said, that's, that's the problem is we're cut so deep inside and nobody knows it because we put on this fake facade, you know, say, oh, no, we're all right. You know, it's like the, the, the song out there, you know, we all go through life saying everything's okay. Everything's all right. So people don't know what we're going through. So people can't help. And then that's like a continual downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And so I, my suggestion to everyone is if you have a family member, uh, a friend, uh, a coworker, please please say something, sit down and talk to them, you know, because that might just be the saving grace for them. Amen to that. Thank you for speaking to that. I'd like to uh, shift the direction of our conversation and really get into the solution, right? We've identified the problem and what's happening and we don't know how to ask for help. And we have these deep cuts and wounds in us. Um, And, you know, uh, we don't feel safe. We don't feel safe like airing our dirty laundry, and granted, I mean, look at the cancel, cancel culture around us, you know. Um, but I look at like what's happening right now with uh, Johnny Depp and, and that whole thing, right? It, it, and, and the court battle with his, you know, spouse, ex and everything. And man, I watched a little of that yesterday for the first time because I stay off social media and I watched it. And I was like, wow, I used to date a girl like her. Like, I remember that very specifically. She looked like her. She acted like her. Uh, the back and forth lying, even when caught in the lie, literally uh, would still fight that she's innocent. Like, it was just like incredible to me, right? And I'm watching that and I'm like looking at that dysfunction. Uh, 
Meanwhile, they may have occurred as a great couple to the outside world, right? So your marriage could be all falling apart, but to everybody else, hey, you're that couple. Wow, everybody wants to be like you. But meanwhile, like you're kicking doors in on each other. You're punching each other in the face, like all this stuff happening. And it's just chaos on the inside, right? So I wanted to, um, let's look at the solution to the chaos in our heads, in our marriages, in our relationships, in our hearts, right? You learned biblical principles for healing that God lays out in the Bible. Using these principles, you were healed for the past eight years and running from your negative emotions of PTSD. There are millions of people suffering with this that just haven't experienced the healing. Can you walk us through one, two, or three of these biblical principles that you were able to apply practically into your life and get the results? This is... The, the key is to follow what the Bible says, because I went through three years of secular counseling. Not that it didn't help. Um, I have great respect for, for counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists. They taught me great coping skills, but nobody was able to heal. And I think God created us and God can heal us. And I believe the secret is in believing who God is and who he says we are, right? So when we understand who God is and, and the reason why these things happen and, and how we get into the situations we get in, that there is healing. So the first thing that I learned was that sin separates from us from God, right? We're all born um, in sin, you know, based from um, the fall. And that even though we initially come to, to Jesus and are saved, so we are forgiven for our, our sins, past, present, and future, we continue to remain in our sins because like like me, the coping skills that I had were, were poor. I took the pills, right? And I put up this fake facade. I got angry at people who um, who tried to, to talk to me. So th- these are all things that goes against the biblical rules. Forgiveness. I wasn't able to forgive anybody. Forgiveness is the key. If you have resentment, if you have anger, if you were raised by parents that that abandoned you, that didn't care, that that harmed you, this is one of the Ten Commandments is honor your parents. And, and in Deuteronomy, it says, things will not go well for you if you don't honor your parents. So, so these are little tidbits in the, in the Bible. So even though a lot of parents don't deserve to be honored, we still have to acknowledge that, that they're our parents. We have mm. to forgive them. We don't need to reconcile with them. We don't need to go to movies with them. But we need to at least rec- recognize who they are in our lives, that, that they're responsible for us being here. And then it's like a spiritual cleansing, right? Yeah. So you start forgiving people. And that's why the, the AA system is so good. So it's based on the Bible. You know, your resentment, your fourth step, you, you deal with your resentment and you forgive those who you resent. And later on, you, you start um, asking for forgiveness for those that require you to forgive. And then we got to realize that there's blocking, that, right? There's things that block our healing, like... Um, their root expectancy. So when something happens to us, we expect life to go a certain way, right? So, you know, your father tells you you're no good. This is ingrained in our, um, in our core value system. We believe we're no good, but this is not what God says, right? So, but if we believe we're no good, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we need to, to get rid of all that, that um, 
excess baggage that secular counseling doesn't really do, right? We need to find the root cause and we need to, to heal that particular root cause. Now, how so did it, you do that specifically in your life? Oh, it took me, it took me a long, long time. Sure. But once I learned these things and I started going through the forgiveness and trauma will, will bring on trauma, right? So once you pray for God to um, reveal some, something that's bothering you, all of a sudden you'll remember more and more and more. And each incident should be dealt with in its own separate prayer. So when um, I didn't even realize that I had issues with my dad, you know, may he rest in peace. But going through the process, I, I saw resentments. I saw racial issues that I, I had because of the things that I've seen when I was a police officer. I see, I recognize resentments against God because I blamed him, even though I was basically, I was more of an agnostic, but I was basically an atheist saying there is no God, but I was angry at God for allowing this stuff to happen. This is all cleansing. You know, we judge others. And, you know, the Bible says that if we judge others, God will judge you. Crabbing a critical spirit, you know, these are things that block our, our healing and stuff like the occult and unbelief, you know, um, so everything ties into each other. And it's just a matter of searching out what the root cause of your issue is, whether it be a, 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 a way you were raised or what happened in your childhood, or maybe a betrayal, whatever the case may be. Once we start cleansing all that and, and watering it with forgiveness and, and um, loving Jesus, pretty soon the weight is off your shoulders. It was incredible when I started to really feel like that. Two or three months in, I really started to feel the weight off my shoulders. And I actually felt peace and joy that while in prison, I felt this peace and joy, what I never felt out in the free world. It was amazing. So I was already in prison emotionally and mentally before I even came into prison. Wow. That really paints a clear picture. I see it. I feel it. I lived it. I get you, man. I completely get you. Um, what are three steps that you want to give to BC Nation, to the man or even the woman that is listening right now that feels imprisoned emotionally, psychologically, um, with depression, with PTSD, uh, with holding on to bitterness and resentment? What are three practical steps for them to do this week? The first thing I could say is to, to renew your relationship with Jesus you know, um, commit to him and ask him to reveal the, the issues that need to be resolved in your life. And I believe that the things that you're ruminating over, um, uh, flashbacks or nightmares, things like that are God's way of revealing that there's issues, you know, and you need to do that. So once you're good with him and you start to reveal incidents that happen over your life that you have resentment or bitterness over, look into it see okay why it, because it's not the the critical incident that causes our pain it's our response to that incident so if we respond to it with bitterness and anger and unforgiveness that's what causes the inner turmoil because of our sin our inner turmoil and that's why the emotions are running high so forgive ask for forgiveness when necessary you know and see what else you're doing that in the book, I lay out uh, dozens of different things, but uh, three things is to first just just do that cleansing, yeah, spiritual mm -hmm. cleansing. 
ultimately, it's we want to realign ourselves in God's will. That's the simplest thing I could say is realign ourselves in God's will. Powerful. All right. So BC Nation this week, cleanse with forgiveness, renew your identity with God's truth, realign with God's will, and then talk to us about waiting on God's timing. Oh, gee, that's the toughest thing. That's where I have <laughs> people ask me what's your most difficult is waiting. You know, it's he has everything already laid out. We don't need to be um, anxious for anything because it, it's already done. We don't have to, to worry that what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen. We, we have our, uh, the decisions we make, whether they be good or bad, are our decisions. But if you believe in God and you love him, Romans 8.28 says that he will turn that around for something good. And I believe that um, as long as we are aligned with him, and our will is to do his will, which is very difficult. Mm-hmm. I believe that peace will come, but we have to always remind ourselves that, hey, our timing isn't God's timing. Yeah. All right, BC Nation, there you have it. We're speaking with Norm Welsh, and uh, this man's gone through some stuff, man. Are you kidding? Like, BC Nation, like, he reached out to me and just sent me his short bio of his story. And I was like, all right, this guy. I mean, this is a story. Look what God did in his life. Look what God did. I mean, he's got a doctorate in prison. Like, this is what God does. He's the God of the impossible. Do you believe it? Or do you believe that he's a bad father, you can't trust him, and he wants you to suffer the rest of your life? Is that what you believe? Because I'm sure that's not how you feel about you raising your own children. You wouldn't want them to suffer the rest of their lives. So why don't you at least give God the same credit you give yourself? Are you better than him? Do you think you're a better parent than God? Sorry if this stings a little, but the truth cuts like a knife. You know? Like, you got to ask yourself, I've asked myself these things, and just so you know, BC Nation, I did think I was better than God. I thought I was more merciful. I thought I was more loving, and I definitely was more prompt. (laughs) I didn't make people wait. I showed up when they wanted me to show up, right? But listen, I quickly found out I wasn't God. And the more I played God in my own life, Well, the more I was resisting God's will and God's timing, and it dragged on and on and on. So if you feel like it's dragging on and on and on in your life, really look at where you're resisting God. Where are you blocking? And take ownership. God's not the problem. We are. We're little prideful creatures, right? Due to the fall, just like Norm said. So sit with that. And if you're angry at God, don't stop there. Bring your anger to him and trust he's bigger than your anger. He really is. Norm, you've done this. I did this. I yelled at him. I yelled at him, man. It was the best thing. It was a cleanse. And he's a good father. He's like, son, give it to me. Let it all out. Let's go. I got you. Yep, the big hug. The big hug, right? (laughs) And I couldn't believe he would take it. I couldn't believe it. I didn't think I was lovable anymore. I didn't think I was fixable. 
These are lies of the enemy. BC Nation, there's a person listening right now. I'm telling you, this message is for you. Wherever you are right now, you're sitting there, you're listening. And your heart is just like screaming, yes, 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 this is it. And your brain is yelling back, no, no, no. Let me run the rest of your life. Not God, let me. Well, say to your brain right now, you're fired. You're fired. You've had 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years to get it right, brain. And I'm still miserable on the inside. You're fired. I'm letting God take over. All right, Noam, let's get into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> right? That should intimidate uh -oh, uh -oh. you. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, 10 quick-fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? Yep. Let's go. What's your favorite thing about God? That he's loving. That, that he loves me no matter what. Right? Thank goodness. What's your least favorite thing about God? Waiting. Waiting on his timing. <laughs> it's like his clock is broken. I don't know. Uh, Norm, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with or struggling with, dealing with right now, either professionally or personally? Waiting. Uh, it's, uh, I'm waiting on a couple of job opportunities uh, for chaplain. And it's just, I don't know if it's God's will. You know, it's going so slow, it makes me second guess my, my brain, right? So, but maybe that's not what God wants me to do. What are you most afraid of? Oh, you know, I, I'm not, I used to be afraid of death, but I'm not afraid of death anymore. I think maybe losing, uh, after these school shootings, losing some of my grandkids. I have seven grandkids all in school. Mm. Uh, I worry about that. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Watching TV. Yeah, nothing good on there. <laughs> no. What secret fear do you have about people? That, that they're insincere and that they just want to um, get information from you. Mm. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he was there and that he cares. You yeah. know, I, 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 the things that I've seen in my career, that's why a lot of police officers are not Christians because you see the worst that Satan has to offer. And then you wonder, well, why, why would a, a child just like yesterday? What, why would these children, 19 children die? You know, but we just don't understand what, you know, God's ways and we have to accept it. You know, um, it's interesting to me how the media covers the horror, but then doesn't cover how heaven shows up afterwards. Yes, exactly. Right? And all the healing that God does in the families and brings all these people closer that maybe we're headed to eternal damnation, right? And allows, allows, his permissive will allows the children to lead us. Yes. And, and that doesn't make it pleasant and it doesn't make it just or fair to watch that loss of life but bc nation always watch the af aftermath and maybe just maybe you'll see god's hand in all of it yes. 
and the good he'll bring from the evil that was allowed. What is a new habit you want to, you're going to create this year, Norm? Reading my Bible more. Um, I, I, I should be reading it every day, but I, honestly, I sometimes forget. Hey, Norm, no more shooting on yourself, okay? Stop it, as they say. What's a bad habit you're going to break? Eating too much. I gained a bunch of weight in the last year because of COVID weight. <laughs> I like we blame COVID for everything. Yeah, right? It wasn't my personal decisions. No, it, no. it was COVID. I was forced to eat those pizzas. Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Compassionate, caring, and loving. Because I wasn't those before. Yeah, I get that. Pick three words to describe who you were before God mercifully found you in the darkness and brought you into his light. Judgmental, um, hateful, angry. Mm. And last question, Norm, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about God, what would you say to them? Follow him. Listen to him. Yeah, spend time with him. That's right. You may be wrong about him. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I I was too. All right, Norm, uh, you already gave the homework assignment. You gave the three action steps. BC Nation, if you want to be healed by God, it starts with believing that God is good, he's better than us, and he wants to heal you. Believe he actually will, and then follow Norm's steps. All right, Norm. Uh, before I go there, BC Nation, if you enjoyed the show, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, you know, write a review, you know, make sure it's a good review. We work real hard on this show. I bring on some of the best humans on the planet, these beautiful people like Norm, right? Police officer, badass, ends up in prison and then submits to God and God turns everything around for him. Are you kidding me? There's nothing better on Netflix than what you just heard today. Let's get real, people. Let's get real. Real life stories are better than made up stories. All right. So go write a review and I want to read a review here. We got a review. Let's see what we got. Uh, This is from Nate G. Nate G. And uh, he wrote about this podcast. Great perspectives from a broad faith background. Um, I love the wide range of backgrounds and guests that are on this show. Broken Catholic. We all have a unique journey walking out faith. And it is great to hear from others around lessons learned along the way. I agree with you, Nate, 100%. Norm just taught us all the lessons he painfully went through so that we don't have to. How cool is that? Norm, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Where do my listeners go to pick up your book? Um, What do you got for them, man? Well, I have a website, which is christ-centeredhealing.com. And then they can buy the book through Amazon or even go through my website and to hook up with the publisher. So Christ-centeredhealing.com. And if anybody is suffering and they, they need help, you know, go ahead and email me and, and we'll talk because it's, it's more about helping. It's not about a book. It's more about one-on-one. And that's why 
I'm open to share the testimony because that's what God does. You know, in Corinthians, it says that he often allows us to go through troubles. And when he brings us out, we are meant to help others going through similar situations. That's so, right. It's our duty. It's our obligation yep. at that point to share the healing. BC Nation, if you want to learn the biblical principles and obstacles to healing in your own life, go get his book. Noam, thanks for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so grateful. And um, God bless you for what you're doing because it's so necessary. Oh, he's blessing me, man. (laughs) He really is. You're aligned with his will, right? There we go. I am, and I'm now finally aligned with his timing. I'm actually, I stopped pushing him. (laughs) Amazing. All right, see you, Norm. All right, bye-bye. And we're complete. Wow, that was good. That was fun. I thought you were going to be a little bit more serious, but that was fun. (laughs) Listen. Norm, you know what we need more of in the, the Christian church? Showing God's joy. Mm-hmm. If we're truly healed and God truly is as good as he says and we're truly at peace, why it is not our face not tell the world about it? Right. Yeah, you know? Right. Listen, this is why I bring levity and humor and my New York accent. I accentuate, <laughs> right? This is why I do it, brother, because I want people to know that Christianity is not about religiosity and being this stoic person with this interior life and it has nothing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is what turned away two to three generations of people and why we're seeing this explosive evil across the planet. <sighs> Right? This is why. Because we're presenting God all wrong. Yeah. So you and I have a different duty around Mm -hmm. that, yeah? And that's the biggest thing in in the the addiction world is um, trying to get these guys to to realize who God is because they they don't see the the goodness. And they they don't see. And all, all they go by are past experiences. Well, when my dad was raping me, he never, you know, God never intervened or God didn't help me. So screw him, you know, or my mom died of cancer. And that, that's the biggest issue. If we can get these guys over that, this world would be such a better place, huh? Mm. So you know what I do, right? Right here? Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> do you know what I do with this blow-up rocks coaching? Uh, no. So uh, I get to work with um, elite seven, eight-figure guys. Right, the Christian husbands, dads, business owners—they're killing it in business. Right, they're winning the world, and they're going home miserable, and all the anger—they're blowing up on their wife and the kids. Right, yeah, and they're just sad. Right, lives of quiet desperation. So then they're pacifying with the guilt and the shame, with addictions and all this other stuff, and then more guilt and shame downward spiral. Here we go. Yep. Right, so I get to coach them out of the anger and the stress into mm. peace and purpose in 90 days or less guaranteed wow. we do it without therapy without counseling because i agree with you it teaches us how to cope but not how to heal mm. and god's about healing one and done let's go permanent healing so we blow up the rocks the head trash that's in men's wow. heads right so okay. pretty cool stuff okay. so i really like what you're about man i'm aligned with you we're on the same mission helping the same men it's pretty cool um i do have to run however um how can i help you in any way you know, if, if you know any, anybody that um, 
in the police and the first responder type culture that you think that I, I could help? Um, just give them my name. I mean, I'd love to in the future, you know, do some speaking and stuff, but I really have a heart towards the first responders. So if you know anybody yeah. that's suffering, uh, please have them get a hold of me. And then, um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't charge anything. We'll just, you know, talk over Zoom or, or phone, whatever. Let me ask you a personal question. Are you financially wealthy? Like, you know, is that what's going on? There? No, no, I, I have a good retirement. Nice. Not, not wealthy, but um, yeah, I was, I was um, blessed. So you, so you don't need the income then? I don't really need it now. I mean, I would That's love awesome. to have an extra income. That's why I'm, I'd really want to be a, a first responder chaplain, but I'm not yeah. being accepted in that um, realm right now. Yeah. My crime. So um, ah. I'm hopefully I'm getting this job as a corporate chaplain. And uh, again, it's, it's it, the, the money is, is nothing, but I, I really feel that I want to make a difference. And I um, think that your crime is part of your credentials, man. I think These so, people right? with the small thinking, Hey, quick, uh, just random question. I don't know if there's anything around it there, but, um, I'm about to, uh, launch my proven program, right. That works men through all this stuff. And I know you have your own process and everything, but in the future, um, is there a possibility high level where I'm probably going to open up my, uh, coaching to train other coaches on how to do the process um, and how to monetize it, make it a, you know, a nice six figures working minimal hours wow. um, with this process. Right. Cause I get to work with those elite guys. Right. So we charge a lot of money and it's pretty cool. Um, but that allows me, it's not about the money. It's about how many taking the money and then more impact, right? More, mm -hmm. more souls, bring more men back to God. Right. Uh, any interest around that, even at a high level? Yes or no? Yes. There would be depending upon what kind of a, um, uh, fee I would have to pay because you know I, I don't have that much money but yeah I mean I would really be interested in in, in that also okay cool I'll just pocket that in the back of my head because when I see certain guys that just I align with I get lion 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 all that jazz <laughs> um let me just back, uh, put that in the back pocket yeah. and if it's we're meant to uh, yeah. we'll be in communication I'd okay and don't don't worry about money, dude. God works out numbers. Oh, I know, I know. That's why. But um, you, so you're gonna send me some stuff that I so I can promote it on my site. Is that's that right. Uh, right. So your show, Let this episode should go live this weekend. Okay. Um, so we'll get the links out to you, and okay. uh, or just go to brokencatholic.com and you'll see it come right up. You're next okay. in line. Boom! Grab those links, post it to your peeps, all that, and uh, man, you rocked it today. All right. Well, thank you. I, go I, God. You had to lead. Go God. That's right. That's right, man. There you go. There's a little personality. Thank you. Bring that. Bring oh, that, man. man. People want to know you're human, too. All right. God bless you, man. Thank you. God bless you, man. Have a blessed day. You Bye. too. All right. Bye-bye. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? 
if any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.